Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Marzi, the host of the Hartford's Line on Leave podcast. Who could have predicted that when we began this podcast just last year to discuss trends in paid family and medical leave, how absolutely essential paid leave has become for millions of Americans today? We're definitely living in unprecedented times because of the COVID-19 pandemic, which has turned our lives and our workplaces upside down. With me today to talk us through the new landscape of leave is Janice Malcolm Beaker. Janice is an associate counsel here at the Hartford and one of our foremost authorities on employee leave and disability. Welcome, Janice. Thanks so much for having me, Laura. And you are right. It is indeed a new landscape. More than ever, employees need some sort of relief. Many of them can't work because of this COVID-19 quarantine crisis. They may be under an isolation or quarantine order, or they have to stay home with their children because the school's closed or the daycare is closed. And as you said, Laura, this is truly unprecedented, not just here, it's just global. But the response at the federal and state level has truly been unprecedented as well. The federal government and several states have either created new laws or they revised existing leave laws at rapid speed to be able to bring expeditious help to workers who are negatively impacted by this virus. Exactly. And, you know, right off the top, I wanted to let our listeners know that Janice and the rest of our legal team has been closely tracking all of the legislation that's been passed to keep our employer and broker partners updated. And because we're one of the leading leave management and disability carriers, the Hartford has quickly updated its claims and system platforms and processes to administer the new emergency leave laws in accordance with all this legislation. I wanted to let our listeners know that Janice has published a number of extremely informative and detailed pieces on the major federal and state emergency COVID-19 leave legislation and what that means to employers and their employees. So before we get into some of the detail today, you can go on your own and find those articles, FAQs, and a list of the new state leave laws, and a lot of other very helpful resources on the Hartford Special COVID-19 Resource Center. You can find that at thehartford.com slash PFML. You'll get a lot of general information, but then when you get into our Paid Family Medical Leave Resource Center, you will get a lot of the articles and helpful information that Janice has personally authored. So thank you, Janice, for your time today. And I know you've been extremely busy staying current with all the new laws. You've given us such great detail in your articles. I was wondering for our listeners, if you could just give us a quick overview of some of the major developments. Certainly, Laura, I can do that. So let's go back to March 18. That's the day when two major pieces of leave legislation were passed, one at the federal level and the other at a state level. So Congress passed the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. That emergency law provides for 12 weeks of paid leave through a combination of newly enacted emergency paid sick leave as well as an expansion of Title I of the Family and Medical Leave Act of 1993, which we fondly called FMLA. But now, due to the COVID-19 impacts, the FMLA has temporarily been expanded to provide for paid leave. I'll get into the specifics in in a second. A few hours after that, the state of New York approved emergency legislation that gives employees 
one to two weeks of paid sick leave, depending on the size of the employer. Okay, so starting at the top, what are the key points of the federal law? Well, the federal act created two major components, the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act and the Emergency Family and Medical Leave Expansion Act. And that applies to businesses with fewer than 500 employees and many government agencies. But the act does allow small businesses that have fewer than 50 employees to qualify for an exemption if leave requirements would jeopardize the viability of that business as a continuing concern. Employers pay the benefits in exchange for 100% refundable Social Security payroll tax credit. And this temporary leave will sunset, it will expire at the end of 2020. So as I mentioned a moment ago, the Federal Act makes temporary changes to the FMLA, which has provided 12 weeks of unpaid job-protected leave for illness and certainly family-related reasons. The new law introduces a paid element to, to FMLA, but it's only for employees who can't work, and that includes teleworking at home, and if they need to care for their minor children whose school or daycare was closed because of a COVID-19 precaution. The first two weeks of the emergency FMLA are not paid under the FMLA, but employees are eligible to use 10 days of the newly enacted emergency paid sick leave, or if they have available accrued company paid leave, they can use that to cover the first two weeks. The remaining 10 weeks are paid under the emergency FMLA, and all those 12 weeks are job protected. The 10 days of emergency paid sick leave can be used by eligible employees to care for themselves or for others due to a quarantine or illness. And also if they need to care for their minor child whose daycare or school is closed due to a COVID-19 concern. Okay, got it. So with so many people unable to work due to either illness, quarantine, or staying home with their kids when they're not in school, income replacement is definitely essential. So can you just headline for us what the paid benefits are? Certainly. For the emergency FMLA, the benefit is two-thirds or 67% of the person's regular rate of pay, but it would be capped at $200 per day and $10,000 overall. For the emergency paid sick leave, if the employee can't work or telework, they can get up to $511 per day or $5,110 in total if they need the leave for themselves, or they can get up to $200 per day or $2,000 in total if the employee's leave is for another individual. Got it. So these paid scenarios are in effect from now until the end of this year. Is that correct? That's correct. But that's not the case with recent legislation in New York and also New Jersey. So the New York law that provides for em employer-paid emergency sick leave, it does not have a sunset provision. So someone could be on paid leave until a quarantine order has been lifted, and if someone needs to be out longer than the emergency paid sick leave provides, they may be eligible to receive emergency New York disability benefits or paid family leave. 
Now, the emergency paid family leave is available when the employee is not able to work due to a quarantine order or the employee has to care for their child, under 18, of course, who is subject to a quarantine order. That pays 60% of their salary up to a maximum of $840.70 per day for the duration of the quarantine, while the emergency disability benefit is available if the employee can't work because of a quarantine order, order and has exhausted all their sick leave under the emergency New York law. But the emergency disability benefit is not available for employees who have no symptoms, who haven't been diagnosed, and are physically able to work, including by remote work. Emergency paid family leave and emergency disability benefits are also not available for an employee's own quarantine if they work for a company with 100 or more employees. The emergency disability benefit maximum um, is $2,043.92, and the employees can also get the maximum paid family leave benefit of $840.70, but it can't exceed the employee's total average weekly wage. So you talked about different states having reactions to the crisis. What was New Jersey's response to the financial impacts of COVID-19? Well, New Jersey took a different tactic. They did not increase the amount of money that you get. They just expanded the reasons. So on March 25th, the New Jersey law was passed, and it gives employees greater access to family leave insurance and disability benefits, which are paid benefits. While the New Jersey law was expanded in response to COVID-19 impacts, it really establishes a framework for future response to other communicable diseases during a public health emergency. In this current COVID-19 environment, the New Jersey law allows employees to take temporary disability benefits if they're ill or exposed to the disease or if they have to stay home to help prevent the spread of the disease. It also allows employees to take family leave insurance if they need to care for a family member who is also ill or quarantined due to COVID. It allows employees to use earned sick leave if a public health emergency requires the closure of the workplace of the employee or if the child's school or daycare center is closed or if a family member under their care is quarantined under the public health emergency law. There is an unpaid leave law in New Jersey. It's called the Family Leave Act, and that is also um, available if the employee needs to care for a family member who is ill or quarantined due to a public health emergency like COVID. Okay, thank you for all the detail on that. Now, can you explain how these changing leave laws interact with the emergency federal legislation that you talked about initially at the top of the podcast? Sure. In the case of New York, if the emergency federal leave benefit is payable, then the New York benefit is not payable unless the New York benefit is greater than the federal benefit. And in that case, the difference is payable by the New York benefit. And in New Jersey, it appears that employees who receive emergency paid sick leave from their employers under the Federal Act cannot receive New Jersey temporary disability benefits at the same time. So we're always monitoring states 
other states, municipalities for updates or expansions to their existing laws. And in fact, we have an extensive leave law library for our employee customers to review and keep up with the updates in, in changing laws, not just for those that are related to COVID-19, but of course, that is our major focus right now, Laura. Thank you so much, Janice, for your insight and expertise and keeping on top of all these shifting laws. As I mentioned before, for employers, brokers, and especially for employees hit so much with change right now, I invite you to visit the Hartford Special COVID-19 Resource Center at www.thehartford.com. Again, a lot of the resources that we talked about earlier, including the articles and the FAQs that have been authored by Janice are there, as well as some broader content about how the Hartford is responding to the crisis. We're constantly updating our site with valuable information as part of our commitment to doing all we can to help our customers, as well as our communities through this extremely challenging time. Thank you again to all of our listeners. We hope this has been helpful and has provided answers in a time of great uncertainty. And on behalf of the Hartford, it's our hope that everyone, our families, our customers, our communities stay safe and healthy. We're here for you and thank you for listening. <laughs>